Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm ready to. So, welcome to the Readerly Report. Gail and I today are joined by a special guest who's going to be chatting with us about celebrity book clubs. And we have Sarah with us from Sarah's Bookshelf. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on because we have, I think the three of us have sort of overlapping tastes. We definitely do. I know that because I've been tracking it in their spreadsheet all year. <laughs> <laughs> you've been and, tracking, so you've been tracking our... Your so cool because you have so many tools for... I don't know, just yes. like figuring I'm out where reading resources and oh, and tracking you. up how your taste um, compares. It's always a fascinating, fascinating yeah. look. <laughs> I love your blog. There's so much, oh, so you. much good stuff there. Um, I feel nice. like no, no. I mean, I, every time I see, I guess I follow you on Facebook, and I think maybe I get updates on email or something. I mean, I, I definitely see lots right. of updates and I'm like, Oh wait, I read that. I want to read that. She, we have, <laughs> you definitely well, have a, overlapping taste with us. I get a lot of my recommendations from you two. So. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm a long time listener of the podcast and, um, I follow, I think definitely Nicole on Goodreads and Gail, maybe you too, if not, I need to. Um, but I, um, we do have similar tastes and I definitely look to see what you're reading, especially when you're reading in advance of publication. Yes. Right. Yeah. So let's hop into, I mean, we're recording at like the start of the greatest season of book season. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like summer is its own thing with it. It's all of the, I guess, beach reads and the thrillers and the mysteries, but fall is when all of the heavy hitting, like um, the heavy hitting books come out like the really big authors and the things that people are most excited to look forward to reading for the fall. So I guess, Sarah, we should bring you into that conversation and ask you about a couple of books that you're looking forward to. Awesome. I have some. Okay. And I have some that I've tested out already and can tell you yes or no on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I looked at your blog and I saw that you didn't like um, I can't remember her name, Lydia. Yes. Uh, I was looking forward to that one. Tell us about me it. Me too. Okay, so it's <laughs> Tell us why bullet. you stopped. Well, I, I did not make it very far, maybe like 10% into it. Um, I had gotten that book on my radar through Tyler Goodson, who is a manager of the Avid Bookshop in Athens, Georgia. And he's one of my people that I follow on Instagram that I have similar taste to. And I usually agree with him. However, in this case, I did not. He rated it five stars. Um, it is about a um, young mother who's sort of ha- had it up to here with being a mother. And um, she's just absolutely crumbling. And her her husband is Turkish and he's over in Turkey and he's unable to come back to the United States. So she's by herself dealing with these toddlers. And I'm a mother of young toddlers as well. Um, so I really thought I would identify with 
the portrayal of motherhood. And I think I would have, and I think I could based on the small part I read. However, the writing style, I just could not take. It Wait, what's what's the name of this book? The Golden State. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I the, saw that on your blog. Yep. The Golden State. There's another book called Golden State, which this is different. Okay. So, yeah, the writing style, just overly descriptive, really run on sen- long run-on sentences. I sort of, by the time I got to the end of the sentence, had forgotten where she started. And I, I, there's no way I could have taken 300 pages of the writing. Yeah, that was a disappointment. Okay, I think that was like one of the books that I was going to read next that I was hovering over and then I saw what you had to say. But I'm still going to, yeah, I'm going to try it. Okay, so what are some things that you, what did you, what have you loved? Okay, so I've loved um, Faux by, and is it Ian Reed or Ian Reed? It's Ian, but it's spelled funny. Oh, okay. It's hmm. I-A-I-N. That's still probably Ian. Yeah. So he wrote, I'm thinking of ending things. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. Yes. That was his debut. And I did, I had not read that book. So I went into this kind of blind. I got the recommendation from a bookseller out in Seattle who Catherine from Gilmore Guide is friends with. And she loves her taste. And I love Catherine's taste. Um <laughs> And it was super creepy. The chapters are really short. It moves very quickly. Um, Creepy, but not scary. And um, basically, it's in a sort of near future setting where this man and his wife live on a farm sort of out by themselves. And there's the big city, sort of like the Hunger Games, where there's the capital and then all these rural kind of areas around it. Um, And it's a very totalitarian government and somebody from the government shows up one day and says to the man on the farm, his name's Junior, you've been randomly selected to participate in this government thing that we can't tell you anything about and you don't have any choice and you're going to be going away for some unspecified period of time, but it's going to be a long time. And we're going to make sure your wife is not left alone while you're gone. And it kind of <laughs> goes from there. And it's super creepy. I had to find out what was going on. It had this... Um, did you ever read The Beautiful Bureaucrat? Mm-mm. By Helen Phillips. It was just a very sort of what the heck is going on. That's what you thought the entire time you were reading. And it had that same vibe. You just, I, I like, I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? You really don't find out till very, you know, close to the end of the book. Right. I don't want to tell you much more than that because. Okay. I don't, want, I don't want to ruin it. Okay, well, that's out today. So if anyone yeah. is intrigued by that, you can go on and get it today. And I had not heard of this book. You know, one of the things that's so interesting to me is that no matter how much you talk to people about books when you ask them what you're, they're reading, I mean, there's like the usual obvious suspects, but there's always, no matter how much, and I spend time poring over book catalogs, there's always stuff that you have not heard of. There's just Absolutely. so much out there. I never heard of this one until probably a couple of days before. I, you know, this was totally un, not on my radar at all. Right. Okay. And and I've heard, like you, I've heard about his other book. Um, it, I felt like everyone was reading it at the time. And I, isn't that the one that there's like a couple in a car on a trip and you're not sure what's going to go, what's happening? I'm not sure, but I do know his other book was creepy, like same vibe as his latest one. I'm gonna look right. it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up too. 
Yes, I'm thinking of ending things, which that just has such a sinister title. Oh, I love that title. Oh, it does. <laughs> like, what is going on here? A man and his girlfriend are on their way to a secluded farm when the two take an unexpected detour. He's big on secluded farms. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and I also think that there is sort of like, I don't know, what would you call it when there's sort of this mythology that has developed around sort of farms and isolated places and things happening? I mean, I know when you're from the city, you always, you're sort of just like, you know, the thinking is if anything's going to happen to me, to me in the city, it's going to be something, something quick and sort of impersonal, you know, like maybe you'll get shot, maybe you'll get mugged. I mean, it's going to be terrible, but I feel like when you think about the country, you always think of something happening to you repeatedly in farmhouses. It's, it's, I feel like it comes from movies almost like Blair right. Project, right. even, even, um, in cold blood that Truman Capote. Right. Well, you're like isolated and you know, right. all of the usual, right. Right. Because no one can hear you. I mean, yeah. not that anyone can hear yeah. you in the city, but you just really feel like, you know, if you're in a farm and you're five miles away from your nearest neighbor, then you're just like really in trouble. And do you think that um, isolation itself can kind of make people go a little batty and that might contribute to it as well? Sure. You're lonely and you're not, you don't have all the kind of stimulation of an urban setting. And so you're maybe more desperate for interaction and emotional stimulation. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing because I, you know, I think that we, there are certain things that we push and connection is one of them because if you're isolated, there's just either the potential for so much to go wrong with you, so much to go wrong in your life, or you're somehow unhealthy. And I don't even know if that's, you know, I don't know if, even know if that's true for everyone, but we definitely have these, these sort of stereotypes about lonely people. Absolutely. And then there's the introverts <laughs> that want to right. The thing is, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Me too. I am too. That's why we I read. Like a, a lot of readers probably are introverts, right? <laughs> no, but I'm a really social one. I mean, people don't think that is it. I mean, the thing with introversion is how do you deal with, you know, like how do you deal with your life? And do you are you always thriving attention or do you need, like I'll be out and I'll do a bunch of social things or whatever. And then, then I'll spend a day when I don't leave my apartment, and then I can read an entire book in a day. See, I don't think that's the definition of an introvert, though. I think an introvert is someone who uh, derives energy and um, satisfaction from being alone. So it's not necessarily... That's what I've always heard. Yeah, I don't right. think... Right, well, the like, energy and the set, I think it's because you need the recovery time as for yeah. someone who seeks it out to get their energy, which is what I mean, is like, I need the downtime. You know, I can be Absolutely. social, but I definitely require alone time to just sort of get myself together. Right. I'm the same way. Um, Sarah, did you post on your, I, I'm, I read so much book related stuff and half the time I'm doing it like in the middle of the night or early in the morning. So I'm half <laughs> asleep when I'm reading it. But did you post something saying that you gave up on a book this week because it had, it opened with a pretentious party scene? Yes. That <laughs> totally made me laugh. That was hilarious. And- I can I can love a good pretentious party scene as long as the social commentary is on point. Yeah, right. This wasn't really uh, kind of making fun of itself. This was got just, it. It was just pretentious. 
Yeah, it was Ordinary People by Diana Evans. You know, Nicole, I think we got that one at BEA. I have that book. Right. I, yeah, I think I looked at that. Yeah, you're just like literally knocking in half my September reading list. <laughs> not that, not not that I won't September get to these books. You really, but, I'm done with September books already because I, D, I DNF'd three books in one day. That's so funny. I'm done. Well, I love it's that over. about Sarah. I always, I, you know, because I see your stuff pop up on Goodreads and it'll be like, yeah, finished after 1%. Nope, not up for it right now. And <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you inspired me. It's not my strong suit. You inspired Sometimes me to so do true, a, um, You inspired me to do a DNF, which Nicole can attest is very hard for me to do. What did you think when you DNF'd? Well, I, I, so I started this book last week, or maybe it was a week and a half ago. It's called The Dependence, and it's, oh, it's new. Yeah, it's new-ish. I don't know if it's like September, maybe. It may have been August. But, you know, I'd heard about it at Book Expo because some one of the narr- audiobook narrator friends I have said he was narrating, and he's like, it's so good. I got it from the library, and it was like, you know, new release, and I was so excited. And I started, it's beautifully written. It's about... This guy in his, I guess he's in his 70s and his wife dies. And it's sort of all about like this other couple they've been friends with. And it starts to get into the marriage and like totally my type of book. Again, beautifully written. But like I got on Goodreads just to see what people were saying. And they're like, yeah, you know, nothing really happens. It kind of meanders. There's no resolution in the end. And I'm just like, it's a really stressful time right now. You and I talked about this, like three kids starting school. I had two started this morning. We're in the middle of moving. So like, I need something that's going to grab me because if it's, if I'm not going to get sucked into the story, I just like, I'm just not going to end up reading anything. And I was sort of, I was like 60 to 70 pages in, which, you know, that's kind of a lot. And I was like, you know what? I I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. And so it was due at the library and I just took it back and I never do that. Nicole can t- tell you that. I, I never know, do that. I know. It's like a race against time to finish library books for Gail. Yeah. Oh, and I just. Interesting. I don't know, you know, what the trend is. Like, maybe we're just like veering into really navel gazily stuff right now. I tried reading. Well, actually, I did. I finished it. I don't know. I read it over the weekend. I finished All Happy Families by Jean McCullough. Oh, we got that and at Book Expo. We did get that at Book Expo. It is beautifully written. And you think it's going someplace, and I'm just like, okay, this writing's beautiful, this has happened. And it's about this woman who is getting married, you know, in the Hamptons in 1983, total privileged life. And I think her father dies, and she decides to get married anyway. So it's supposed to be about the aftermath of relationships and what happens after, you know, she, like, her mother literally calls the hospital and says, we're having a party. Someone's getting married. No matter what happens to my husband, don't call us because he's had a stroke. So it sets it up to be something sort of really interesting. And it just sort of, you know, nothing much really happens. Yeah. The premise sounds really good. That's something I would really like. But I hear you with those books that just where is this going? Right. Like, this is a little too subtle. Yes, you're rich and privileged, and you're kind of sad. And I get that. You know, like, I, I'm i definitely not, like, a, you know, rich people don't get to have feelings person. But it was sort of like, yeah, okay, you went through this, and you dealt with this. And this is this is pretty subtle. Like, I feel like if you're writing a memoir, it just needs to be a little bit more dramatic than, 
Yeah, I got married. My dad died, and sort of my marriage didn't go the way I thought it would. Right. That's not a super unique story, I don't And I'm super rich. Right. Or my family was. So it's just sort of like... And she and she writes, you know, like I really there's so much of her writing that I enjoyed, but I'm just sort of like, okay, but I could have beautiful writing and a plot. Yes. All righty, then. So what we're reading right now, (laughs) 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 we've weeded out a bunch of stuff for people. Let's get into the celebrity book clubs. All right. What do you think about this trend? Celebrities. I mean, they hawk everything. I mean, now it's clothing, you know, they're in your movies, and now they're telling you, they're bringing you what to read. Which ones have you found, I guess, particularly enjoyable or worthwhile? Well, for me, um, I was sort of, I don't, I hadn't been following them super closely. I follow them on Instagram, but I hadn't necessarily been using celebrity book clubs as a way to pick what I'm going to read. Right. Um, but I did, as I put together this blog post, The Ultimate Guide to Celebrity Book Clubs. And so I did a lot of research for that. And as I was doing that, um, I did find out which which uh, book clubs are the best match for me reading taste-wise. And it surprised me a little bit because I read, I love literary fiction. Um, I read, I, I read serious literary fiction. I don't read a ton of what I call brain candy, but I do like a brain candy book every now and then, which is kind of light, fluffy beach read type stuff. But the celebrity book clubs that really uh, matched my reading taste were the fluffier book clubs. Hmm. Reese Witherspoon is one, and um, you may actually, Gail, you you definitely will know this person. But um, <laughs> a lot of the people reality not, one, correct? Is a the, lot of people. This is the Bachelor. The Bachelor one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I um I read your post and I immediately like joined the Ashley Spivey book club on uh-huh. gr- at least the group on Facebook right. and it's it's insane. It's great. Oh, it's, it, they, it, there's stuff up there constantly. Constantly. These people are so active in this Facebook group. I know. I could only wish my Facebook group would ever be that active. I know. And it was like the brainchild, Nicole, for when I was like, well, let's let's move readerly over to a Facebook group. Because I was like, if we could get, you know, half the engagement, that a tenth the engagement that she's getting in that group. I mean, there's there's a lot of repetition. People are re- re- right, like, recommending right, right, the right. same books over and over. But when she gets in there and um, – and sort of mm-hmm. moderates a little bit. It's been uh, it's been great. I was so happy to learn about it from you. And well, first of all, Sarah, that. I don't know if I realized that you had a Facebook group. Well, it's for my Patreon supporters, so it's a private ah, Facebook group okay. for the people that support the blog on Patreon. So it's not open to everybody. Okay. Right. I was like, how did I miss that? <laughs> That's how. <laughs> the thing I love about her Facebook group, though, is. She does step in every now and then to moderate, but a lot of it is the members are starting these conversations. It's not her every single time right. putting out, oh, let's talk about this today and the discussion point. She does really moderate the book club portion of it because the Facebook group is lots more than just her book club picks. Right. Right. It's so, just recommendations yeah. out the wazoo. Yeah. I mean, people are like, I'm getting on a plane and I need a book or here right. I have these five books. Which one should I read next? Absolutely. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon's book club is kind of like that on Facebook, her her book club group. I'm a part of that one. And it is yeah. every day. This is a picture of a book I'm reading. I just finished this. What should I read next? Help right. me choose. You know, like, and I really love that because I'm always seeing different things. And it's interesting to see some of the conversations around these books, you know, like, 
oh, I'm kind of stuck with this book. Should I finish? Right. Um, I, love, yeah, I love this. And people giving advice. Like, does this pick up? Right. <laughs> and you begin to trust that community because everyone sort of agrees that they have similar taste to whoever's running it, to the celebrity right. face of it. Um, and I think I think it's a great way for people that, you know, may not have a number of serious reader friends to um, bounce right. things off of. Right. In, in real life friends, I mean. Right. Like if you and don't I run have to people who say that to me, like that they don't have people in their life really that they can discuss books with and they're looking right. for, you know, there's still people that are looking for communities around books. And the thing about that is it just doesn't matter how many you join. <laughs> at least no. it doesn't to me. <laughs> Not at all. So with the Reese ones, I have generally liked her picks. Um, but they're popcornish. They, some of them are, and I feel like yeah. this is what bums me out too. Can I? If I'm, can I get kind of catty? Like, Go for it. <laughs> I sort of feel like because like Reese has this this um, reputation for being like sort of you know this one of like smart actress who you know picks these books, and I, then I feel like like I feel like she gets more credit than she deserves because her book picks are not like they're not generally like unknown books. You know, they're not things no. that you haven't heard of before. Um, and, I, you know, if she were out there getting, of course, now I say that in her, looks like her latest book is one that I've never heard of. But um, <laughs> beyond, beyond that, <laughs> but like the... The Still Lives? Yeah, what is that? Why haven't I, I haven't heard, heard of that? Lives. You know I've what? heard that of that. Book of the Month Club choice. Oh, okay. Right? So, a couple months ago. Okay, so it's right. clearly... What like she does is when she chooses her book, it's been out there already. It's she doesn't choose. Right. I, I haven't really seen her choose a book that's like new on the radar. Like I've heard of most of her picks by the time she picks them. Right. Like they're pretty safe. Like right. Looks like she, okay. The light we lost. Um, the last Mrs. Parish. Yeah. Um, this is the story of a happy marriage by Ann Patchett. Okay. So I so I've read. I love that uh, one. Yeah. No. I mean, and they're good picks. I mean, the last yeah, Mrs. But Parish. It's, old. it's a really old book. Yeah. Well, that was this is from last year. But um, like my point is just that she's not like she's not paving some amazing new ground. She's not like, it's not like, wow, Reese really got her finger on the pulse of like, you know, book trends. Like she's picking pretty safe, like, you know, generally mass appeal books. And like, she's picking, you know, if she's got like the last Mrs. Parrish and the light we lost, like the light we lost was good, but it's not amazing. Well, I mean, you have to think of what kind of celebrity she is, because I think the kind of celebrity that you are is probably going to inform how you make your choices. And she's a pretty, you know, like she's got Draper James. She she's like known for being a Southern belle. I don't think that she's going to pick anything that's like really edgy or is going to alienate anyone. True. That's right. You know, these are all sort of like general, like, you know. You can read this and whatever, learn a little bit more about this, but they are going to be sort of, they're not going to be gritty or breaking any ground because I don't think that she's really, Yeah. I mean, even in, in choosing Big Little Lies for, for adaptation, I don't, you know, she's just not that kind of filmmaker or actress. I do feel like she's choosing books that will appeal to, to sort of the moderate, moderate quantity readers that yeah. they may, may read like 12 books a year, which is great. I'm mean, right. nothing wrong yeah. with that, but it's not, it's not the like hidden gems for the person that reads 70 books a year. And True. Can, right. Right. Yes. We're not going to discover anything new by following along with Reese. Right. Right. That's but I can get excited you know, when she starts the film product 
project right. of a book that we really liked. Yeah. I do like that she chose um, Curtis Sittenfeld's short story collection, though, because I don't, I don't see a lot of celebrities choosing the short stories. Essays, maybe. But right. I don't see a ton of short story selections. And I did love that collection, too. I think, actually, I first got the recommendation from you for that. Oh. Y'all, y'all read that pretty early, didn't you? Uh, I did. Yes, yes Gail did. One of, yeah. one of you all did. Yes, I got that. I stocked that book and got it early. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, that's I love that. that's yeah. Awesome. It's great. I loved it too. I, I mean, I'm, I will read um, anything she writes, but uh, yeah, I thought that was great. That's one of the few things that Gail actually read before it was published. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do that often. Well, thank you for doing it. You enabled me to request the galley nice and early. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, oh, for let before we go on, um, what was is her name? Nicole Spivey. What's her name? Yes, Ashley Spivey. Ashley Spivey. We never said her name. We never said her name. Yes, Ashley Spivey. So, what are some of her? What do her picks lean towards? Like, well, she's got. She um, has a um, her group fuels a lot of discussion on their own. But yeah, what are her? Well, I think her current. I have her actual book club picks, which is a much smaller number than what you see in the Facebook group. Um, And she picks, in my view, literary fiction but still popular literary fiction that has engrossing stories, not dense, slow, highly, um, highly elite stuff. But um, in my view, it's a little bit more literary than Reese, but still pretty well known. And I've loved like the picks of hers that I've loved were American marriage, bear town, the female persuasion, um, little fires everywhere, which I guess that was also a Reese pick. Um, and she lets her Facebook group members vote. She'll she'll put up like five selections and let her Facebook members pick the book it's going to be for that month. Isn't she doing so, a book of Essie this month? Oh, is she? I didn't see that. I well, just That'd today one, she she posted something like book you know book club discussion tomorrow book of Essie. So I'm guessing it may be that one. Oh, I got to get on the horn. I read that book though. I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, of those books, I like a lot of those. I'm not wasn't crazy about Little Fires Everywhere, but she um, she's got good stuff. You know why I particularly love her? She just, So you guys are knowing not oh, they, big Bachelor people, but they just announced the new Bachelor this morning. And there's lots of disappointment. Yes, they did. Yeah, so like it's, <laughs> it's going to be Colton and everyone's really bummed. So she just yeah. tweeted. She's like, she's like, since y'all aren't watching The Bachelor anymore, let me recommend, or since you're not um, watching The Bachelor anymore, instead of getting on Twitter to whine about Colton, can I recommend that you tune into the Kavanaugh hearings and call your senators to protect your reproductive rights. And I'm like, yes. Oh, nice. I love her. <laughs> she's she's a great follow. If you like to if you like to watch The Bachelor and or whatever of, of its spinoff shows and look at Twitter at the same time, look at all the live tweeting going on. She's a great follow. Yeah, I love her commentary. Yeah, she's she's smart. You know, I'm trying to remember. Like, I do watch it, the show, and I'm. I don't remember which season she was on. And I don't remember paying attention she to her when she was on. She was on Brad Womack number two. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Okay. And that he would explain that for the second time. And did she make it far into the show? You know, she was middle of the road. I think she was like six, seven. She okay. got, so here's what she was remembered for. She was best friends with Ashley, um, now Rosenbaum. Her maiden name was. Oh, yeah, worked, yeah. Or, yeah. So married, she ended up going on and married JP. The Bachelorette. So they were both best friends, and they were on a two-on-one date together. And uh, Brad was saying, well, they they seem like they're having more fun with each other than with me. 
And then Ashley Spivey got eliminated on that two-on-one date. This is embarrassing how much I know about this. Oh, I mean, you don't even want to start <laughs> with me. You know I just read reviewed the book, Bachelor Nation. I, saw, I did. I saw your review. <laughs> I read that one too. Yeah, I love the show, I have to say. But I didn't watch that episode. I didn't watch that season. So, um, Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got Ashley and we've got Reese. Um, yes. Tell us Those about one the one I was intrigued by. Tell us about Jimmy Fallon. Oh, so that one's brand new. I didn't even include that in my blog post because I think when I wrote it, it, he literally hadn't even chosen the book yet. He had announced his five. I think he chose five nominees and let Who are we talking about? Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, right. He's the one that I was telling you about, Gail. He chose the Tony Adiemi book. um, Children of Blood and Bone. Children of Blood and Bone, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talked about that on a different show. Um, I'm just pulling up his, um, I'm curious to see, like, it's funny. I glanced at them and I was like psyched that he was doing it, but I was like, I don't think this, they didn't seem like books I would like. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't love any of the nominees and I can't even remember them now, but I remember when I looked at them being kind of like, eh, okay, here's what they were. Um, children of blood and bone, one called IQ, um, the immortalist, which I did read Providence and the good son. And I don't, I don't know anything about any of those except The Immortalists. The Immortalist is a um, common book, celebrity book club choice, I discovered. Interesting. Because it's like yeah, literary it fiction. Is. Yeah, it I is. do not love The Immortalist, but I can see how it would be a really good book club pick. Yeah. Lots to talk about there. Yeah, there is. And I feel like it was kind of hot to be on, to like that book. Like, I mean, to... Yeah. It was kind of like au courant. I was on the wrong side of hot on that one <laughs> yeah no I didn't love it either I thought the first chat the first quarter of it was great and then I thought it went really went downhill I thought the first first child section was extremely compelling yeah and I felt the same way yeah just San liked Francisco it less and less section. once that ended yeah, agreed agreed this is the immortalist that's the one that I said uh, I don't know I just feel like I wouldn't like that book good call yeah <laughs> I think you'd like the first quarter of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the writing was really beautiful. It just, the story, I just didn't care right. by the end of it. It was a great uh, premise, like a fascinating premise. It was. Yeah, it just got, um, it was too relentlessly dark, I feel like, to, it, it would have been better if the premise had played out differently for each kid, where instead of it felt like they all kind of, it, it, it happened for, the same thing happened to all four of them, I feel like. And that made yeah. it less less interesting. Um, okay, so that's Jimmy Fallon. So he, it yep. sounds like he's just had the one, and he's going by popular demand. So he's not right. really. I'm he's sh- doing nominees, and then lets his viewers choose yeah. the one. I don't think, and I don't know that he's had a second round yet. I don't think so. No, I'm on his site right now. It, was he just doing his as a summer book club, though? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's experimenting to see how it goes. Yeah, it's called Tonight Show Summer Reads. So I assume it was. So (laughs) we haven't mentioned the queen of all, or sort of the instigator of all celebrity book clubs, which is Oprah. So is she is, um, and I haven't been following. Is is her is her book club still going? Yes, it's still going. She actually had a number of picks last year, didn't she? Kind of go heavy last year on. Yeah, she had American Marriage, and then her one that came. I think her last one was a book that was at BEA, and it was sort of about. Was it prison injustice? It was about a man who had been wrongly imprisoned for a number of years. And I think he was just released recently and wrote a book about his experience. Oh, The Sun Does oh, Shine. Oh, The Sun Does Shine. Yes. Yeah. Anthony Ray Hinton. Yeah. 
Yep, I just pulled that up. Okay, I don't think I got that one, actually, Nicole. Yeah. I got a lot of prison books, but I didn't get this one. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so that's her current pick. Um, last year, her, big, her one that everyone knew was the Underground Railroad. Oh, yeah. Was that two years ago? Right. Colson Whitehead. They moved, the publishers moved the publication date for her of that book. So they, they changed it. I think they moved it up because she was going to choose it as a book club pick and she wanted it to be able to announce it sooner than publication. Yeah. Right. Who else has that power? Nobody. Nobody. Do you remember the day when Jonathan Franzen like declined? He said he didn't want to be on her. He really? Oh yeah. He did. It was a huge thing. And then he tried to walk it back because I don't think he realized the power. (laughs) Yeah. It was for the corrections, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and she was going to make it. He just said, no thanks. I don't want 100,000 extra copies. (laughs) He didn't want the uh, Oprah, you know, the little seal on her books. That was accomplished anyway because there was so much publicity around that. around it. That's true. Yeah, but I still think he tried to walk that back. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he made some comment about the pics that she made. Like, he didn't like the quality, I guess, of her book club. Mm Mm-hmm. It was hmm. it was a bad move because it just made him appear to, such an elitist and all he had to do was just play along and he like you said he would have gotten a gazillion more followers and you know readers well, Yeah and I think I probably did not any you know like I have never been really a friend and fan like I haven't really made it through any of his books I think one year when we were at BA I got Freedom or was it Purity that I got and I was going to try to read it I still haven't read it but I think now because of the name recognition with Oprah anytime you hear him and it seems like he's always complaining about something so (laughs) it seems like he's always just sort of sticking his foot in his mouth Mm -hmm. I think that's (laughs) true I've never read a single one of his books but I feel like I hear about him in the media more than a lots of other authors yeah in some sort of feud with somebody or he made some comment that offended somebody or something yeah well, yeah. he's always, like, dissing on women's fiction and stuff. Right. Um, and that was his problem with Oprah's Book Club, I yeah. think, too. I read The Corrections when it came out, and it was really good. Uh, I never read anything after that. It was just way too long. Yeah. It's it was long. one of those books that I looked at, and I was just like, mm. It was like an epic... Uh, it was one of those books that is, like, a snapshot of time in America. It was about a family and... The father is sort of has some, it was dementia or something. I don't remember what he had, some sort of like degenerative disease. And it was, it was good. There were three kids and they all, they were kind of spread across the country. And uh, that, I mean, I must've read that. When did that book, 15 years ago come out? It was a long time ago. Um, And I remember it enough that like just shows that it had some staying power and it was well written and observant and everything. But I just, I wasn't moved to read anything else that he wrote possibly because he kind of comes across like such an ass, but also, I don't know. They just didn't, they just didn't look appealing. Yeah. That is something that you hear things. And this is why I don't really like to hear things. Like I'm not, um, I'm not someone who really seeks out, like I want you to write your book. Maybe if I'm curious about a few things, I want to be able to look it up and find the answer. But I'm not really one who chases around authors and wants to follow what they say because then they say something dumb. And you're just kind of like, yeah, now I don't feel this. You know, because those little things do 
can yeah. have an effect on, you know, it's in the back of your head. Like um, Lionel, Lionel Shriver's recent statements are just sort of in the back of my head now, oh, even though yeah. they are not surprising to me. Just the way she writes and she's so heavy handed in her stuff. So it's sort of not surprising that she would make the comments that she's made. But anyway, I had kind of soured on her books anyway, because she loves to just write and write and write and then be like, psych, you thought this was a story. Oh, she, that, was was a that was just one. That was just one. I know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love her. She's amazing. Uh, okay, so we've gotten Fallon, Reese. Have you read her latest book, though? No. My mom did. It was, um, oh, you know, she's got stories out or essays right now. She's got something right. out that's a collection of something. Which of her something. books have you loved, though? Or is it really just Kevin? Uh, Kevin, I love The Post-Birthday World. Those two are so different, but the post-birthday world is so good. Um, Isn't that another one of her sort of like this sort? Oh yeah, that's the, gimmicky, the sort it's of sliding doors. doors yeah, it's not gimmicky. It's really good. Uh, are those the only two I've read by her? No, I read Big Brother and I read um, I read the one about the healthcare thing. It's called shoot, what's it called? I'll have to look it up. So I've read four at least. Um, I mean, Kevin and is a love too. Kevin is a masterpiece. I have to say. It's, it's it is. All, it's, it, I agree. Yeah. And the post-birthday world was really good. has been on my really TBR good. list for years. Um, I need to get to it. Yeah, it's good. It's really, I mean, it's, it's painful and it's just, it's a, it's an awful experience of reading it because it's just such a painful subject matter, but it's so, it's so well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. I've got her speak a bunch of times and I mean, she's, you know, not for everybody, but I, I like her. Okay. So Big Brother I read. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. So much for that. I read that one. That's the one that's about healthcare, and th- I thought that was pretty good too. Um, yeah, I think that's all of the ones I've read. I've got a few other ones of, by her in my house but that I haven't read. Okay, so who else should we be talking about on the celebrity book club front? We've Andrew got Sarah Luck. Jessica Parker. Or oh, and Sarah Jessica. Oh. Sarah, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. I like her choices. She's she's sort of my favorite. Now, does she does she pick books that she's also developing into movies, or is not they're not always the same? No, she doesn't really oh. pick books that she's developed. I think that she's just like a a fangirl reader. She just loves reading. Yeah, yeah. I just, I read an interview with her that she she says that she would be interested in developing something, but it's not her incentive to do this. And it, I think Reese does more of that than she does. The, the I don't think she's done it at all. Developing. Yeah. I don't know that she has. Okay. All right. I'm looking at her books right now. Anatomy of a miracle. The girl who smiled beads. Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, I read the girl mothers. who smiled beads. Yeah. The mothers was the fantastic. Mother, one. Yeah. She seems like she's the most literary of all of these. The next. Yeah. Uh, Exit West. Her book club is actually run through um, the American Library Association, so she's sort of the spokeswoman. She also had that Stephanie Powell book that I liked. Oh, no one is coming to save us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, this is like a uh, this list is an entire list of books that I feel like I should have read but didn't. (laughs) Although (laughs) I know I've read one, Copyright Commonwealth, and her book i think her newest maybe is what our book club is reading which is um a place, yes it is a place for us yeah okay good i'm on i'm on the program here feeling good but that one the a place for us book is 
that was not a book club pick. I don't think of hers. That was the first book that she released for her imprint. Correct. With you're right. Hogarth. You're exactly yes. right. Yeah. Yes. That's her. And that's I tried her imprint. It and I, I couldn't. Uh oh. Oh no. I know. I don't want to say it, but everyone else loved it. I was an outlier. Yeah, but you and I, like, I think we I know. are pretty so consistent. I remember we were talking earlier about the stories that are like. It's about a family, and it's written really beautifully, but nothing really happens. Oh, no. That's how I felt. Oh, no. Mm. And it was so long that I was like, if it would have been 300 pages, I could have done the nothing really happens. But it's 500 oh, no. to 500 pages. Uh-oh. I, think I may like it. Like 40% or something. I know a lot of other people loved it. I was really in the minority on that one. All right. I get into my mood sometimes where I don't care, you know. If some, sometimes you don't care if anything happens or not, but you have to be enthralled to the story. And it sounds like you weren't the writing. Yeah, I wasn't. It just, it, it, it was, it was fine. And I would have finished it if it were 300 pages. Really. I would have. Right. Um, e- e- despite my um, predilection for not finishing books. <laughs> I mean, I really don't feel like any book, unless it's a masterpiece and you usually don't have a masterpiece on hand. Like I get annoyed. I, I start looking for books to end somewhere between 280 and 320 pages. And anything yep. after that, where, where you're not thrilling me, you're sort of, you know, like I'm rewriting how I feel about your book in my head because just, I'm like, <laughs> honestly, people, you're not, you, yeah, you just, you could have said it in less, you know, there's those books that you read. I read a lot of books that, it's just like, okay, if this was 50 pages longer, this would have been amazing. But it was okay. It was good, you know? Right. I do have an immense amount of respect for the books that pack a serious punch that are 220 pages long. Yeah. Right. I remember The Wife by Meg Willitzer. Is really oh, my gosh. Yes. And packs such a punch. Yes. I think that that's, that's her best book that I've read by her. Everything I else has sort of been diminishing, diminishing returns. I mean, I love her and I love, I, I five starred three of her books, but that's the winner for me. Ooh, yeah. I gotta read that. And I want to do that before I see the movie. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. I have that book. I think it's now packed up in a box with tape on it, but I do have it. And I, The I, writing is just out of this world. Okay. And that's not going to come across in the movie. No. In fact, I want to read that again to just refresh my memory because I feel like that's one of those books that's sort of at the limit of my memory that I've probably read six right. to eight years ago. And I would be surprised, you know, like I just know that I loved it and I thought the writing was amazing and and all the points that she was making. And like, I enjoyed the female persuasion. I enjoyed reading it, but I just don't feel like it's that memorable. Um, I loved it. I loved it, but not like the wife. <laughs> yeah. Still five stars for me. And that was one of those longer books where I was totally engrossed in the, the length. I didn't feel the length at all, but that's rare for me. What about the interestings? I love that one too. That was yeah. my first book of hers I ever read. And I remember hmm. reading it when I was nursing my daughter. You know what I recommend to you because you have little kids? Did you read The Ten-Year Nap? Uh, no, but I've heard of it. It's good. That's that's her uh, book about uh, motherhood. And it's, I, I'm really big in, into motherhood. Yeah. Right now, so. Well, The Ten-Year the Nap is the ten years that like lots of women take off between having their kid and going eventually going back to work. And... Um, you're was, napping from being an actual person. Yeah, you're sort of napping, right. But it's sort of all about how you're really not, like because it's obviously right. such an intense time. Um, yeah. So since you like her so much, um, I would recommend that. 
I think you'd, I think you'd like that Thank one you. too. Thank yeah. you. Is it in fiction yeah. or nonfiction, the 10 year nap? Fiction. Fiction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Going on the list. Yeah. I thought it got slow in the middle and then it picked up at the end, but I really love her writing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It was a little slow. She's very, it's a very, she's a dense writer. Like you can't skim her stuff because there's so much no. sort of analysis and exposition going on. But yeah, I really like her. Yeah. All right. So the last book club that we probably have time and I want to get to just because he's a football player is Andrew Luck. I'm so glad you picked that one. I'm um, the rare he, book he, blogger he picks, that loves sports. He, oh my gosh. It's, it's football <laughs> season and I know we're going to see how it is scheduling the podcast because Gail likes <laughs> baseball and goes to baseball and I like football. So, oh, so uh, you know, it's like double whammy for you too. Yeah. Our, our window is shrinking. <laughs> it's going to have shrinking. Gonna, it, I mean, there's baseball games like four times a week. So, Oh yeah. Usually no, it's baseball games almost every night. The good news is that the Nats are basically mathematically eliminated at this point. So I, because they got the new coach. Oh, no, that was the hockey team. Nicole, this is, are you in, are you, are you in DC? I am in DC. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Where are you? I know Nicole, you're, I am in uh, Richmond, Virginia, but I used to, I would lived in New York for about 16 years before we just moved back last year. Oh, I was so sad to hear that. I know we were in the city for. Uh, probably 11, 12 of those years. And then we're in the suburbs for a couple of years once we had our second child. We should do a little Eastern seaboard meeting, guys. We're so Yeah, close. I was going to say, if I, get, if I get anywhere close, I mean, I was just down in Alexandria, which I know is probably not very close. But if I get any close, yeah. It we could should. be close, depending on traffic. Or just figure, be in D.C. Figure yeah. something out. Gail's uh, like, or just come to me. Yeah, come to me so Ooh. I don't have to go anywhere. Well, yeah, the Nat, the Nats have basically been eliminated. So I, my baseball intensity has has waned. It's not gone, but it's waned. So um, I can, I can record podcasts during the week. Yes, Gail will be like Sunday night. I'm like, no, mm. <laughs> <laughs> cannot, cannot. Actually, all day Sunday, <laughs> all day Sunday. No Thursday nights. Some nights no. <laughs> just really depends. No Monday, Monday nights. nights, depending on who's playing, <laughs> right? No, but then Gail can't do that because the Bachelor's on. Right. Oh, so got, time actually, shift. Bachelor doesn't come on until January, so you got you got the season off. Yeah, I just think that we're going to be doing days for a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andrew Luck, he's All right, got Andrew Luck. So his deal is he he was for for listeners that are not into football. He was the quarterback at Stanford. Did he win the Heisman? I can't remember. I think he did. I'm not sure. Anyway, the Heisman being the most valuable college player. Right. Um, now he is the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And he's an avid reader, and the media sort of dubbed him the official librarian of the NFL before mm-hmm. he ever started his book club. And he said that was sort of what spawned the idea of the book club. And he did and, win the Heisman in 2011. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he picks every month a rookie choice for kids and a veteran's pick for adults. Um, That's so cool. And his... His choices are all over the map. I can't pinpoint his reading taste at all. <laughs> um, he's probably like me. He's probably just an eclectic, you know, like we'll pick totally up anything. Eclectic. And yeah. if it's well-written and sort of interesting, he'll read it and enjoy it. Yeah. He's got Homegoing. He's got Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, good for him. This is awesome. A, yeah. A nonfiction book about the Chicago Cubs. He's got, um, and he does a podcast too. The boys in the boat. Yeah, he does. 
He has a, a gentleman in Moscow. Know, because um, when Breath Becomes Air, he had Paul. He did that one, yep. Yeah, and he had um, the wife and the brother, I believe, on the show. Ooh. My God, I love podcast. this guy. I didn't know anything Brad, about Brad this. I love this. This is amazing. Yeah, he yeah. has he has really good, he I could I'm totally about his his book club. You know, there's this great um, if you go to andrewluckbookclub.com and click on archive. What's cool is he's got the books, and then underneath it, he'll put the podcast. So it's all in one place. He's got both the kid book and the grown up book, and then the podcast right there. So you don't have to go very far to find it. And I think he's one of the only ones that actually does a live podcast discussion about his picks. Right? That's cool. Yes. I, yes. can't, I can't think of any other celebrity. None of the others. That that. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Uh, I love this. I love this. Oh, I have to listen to his one with a mortal. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God. I'm they glad read, you guys brought this up. General, yeah. They read A Gentleman in Moscow. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Educated, too, is his latest one, Nicole. Yep. And he picked Good Hillbilly stuff. a while back, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of this is stuff you've heard of, but it's still yeah. like, and, it, and I like what you said. I like the variety. <clears throat> Love that he, he picked. He does have a, a number of books on here that I've definitely not heard of. I feel like it's, he's getting kind of both. Yeah. He doesn't go all unheard of. He doesn't go all popular. Yep. But right. Nice mix of everything. Yeah. He's someone who's yeah. conf- confident in his picks. Like he, oh, he has shoe dog. I think I listened to a little bit of that podcast. I listened to a little bit of that podcast and the the when breath becomes air one. This is great. All right, well, we're coming up, believe it or not, on fifty minutes here. So, um, so much that to talk about. Fast. I know, I know. I, know. I, I think we'll have to have you back on, Sarah. This is awesome. I would love that. Yeah, this really, has been yes. really fun. Um, all right, so we've covered the celebrities book clubs. We'll we'll uh, link to those various home pages or Facebook groups in the show notes, as well as some of the books we talked about at the top of the show. Um, and we'll continue to follow you, Sarah, and what you're reading. And thank you. Yeah, of course. And and, and we will look for an, an opportunity you. to have you back on. Yes. Yes, I would love that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will be back soon with our fall recommendations. Although we've already More recorded one, yeah. So with our second episode of fall recommendations. And um, until then, happy reading, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com, and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.